Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to the Successful Mentalist podcast. My name is Ashley Green and as always I'm joined with my good friend and co-host Aidan O'Sullivan. Hello. 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 I love that you're saying, also saying my name slightly differently now. You're just, you're just changing it up a bit. I love that. Uh, see what works best. I don't know. Uh, you guys it? let when me you? know on social media which intro do you prefer or do you just prefer me to be full-on cringy like in the Colin Cloud episode? Who knows? Uh, but anyway, today we are talking about how to get a residency. It's something which both myself, Aidan, do and pretty much the rest of the magicians out there because a residency, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, it's the best place to interact with the public to get you the well-paid gigs that you need. So, how to get a residency, the things that you need to do. What are your thoughts, Adam? So this is a great topic. I think we should probably just preface it by saying that in this episode, we're going to talk about the process of getting a residency. Like, what what are the steps to get to that point? Uh, in a later episode, what we should probably do is we should probably do... Um, Maybe uh, maybe an episode or, or a couple of episodes on how to use a residency. So actually, how oh, to get how to get stuff out of that residency, um, as well as just being there. So this episode will teach you how to be there. I mean, again, at the time of recording this, we are still in a sort of lockdown in the UK at the minute. So depending on when this goes live, uh, it'll, who knows what the situation will be? But hopefully, you'll be able to make your notes and, and get some insight out of this episode to then apply it to actually. Um, to your own stuff, providing it's safe to do so. But um, in terms of getting a residency, so I think that the way I the way I kind of got my residencies was quite interesting. I mean, I was looking around uh, at residencies because, again, I'd seen other performers were getting residencies and, and they were performing at the same place routinely. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Uh, and I spoke to a couple of people about it and, and again, all recommended it. It's just a solid, stable um, gig, if you like, and, and you can sort of go from there. And I really liked that idea. I thought, well, this would be this would be cool to do. Uh, and so I actually approached a couple of venues before. This was probably about a year before I first got a residency. I, I approached a couple of people on like Facebook, and there was a new venue opening up in in my hometown. Not my hometown, the town I'm living in. Um, there was a new venue up, and I, I dropped them a Facebook message and an email, and I was like, hey, would love to come and meet you. I think I think this would be interesting. Um, we could probably work together on something. I never had a response from that email and the Facebook message uh, was read and not re I, it wasn't replied to. So I did the obvious thing. I followed up. I sent another email and another Facebook message. And I got no response once again. And it kind of it like kicked me to the curb a little bit. I thought, oh, well, I've kind of I've demot demotivated now. Like people don't want to work with me and, and all that stuff. But um, again, I should probably preface that this was a good few years ago now. This was a, probably a good four or five years ago when I first started putting the feelers out there. And um, 
the way I actually got to the residencies that I'm working with at the minute, I was at a, I was at a, a private party. I was at a private party for people that that had known me and that had known I was performing from from a young age from school. Uh, they were aware that I was a performer, and um, they just had uh, contacts with venues, and the venues were actually like the the people that run the venues or organise the entertainment and things. They were actually at this big event that this private event. And I went around, I performed, and um, they kind of said in an off comment, like um, as I was performing up close for one group, they kind of said, "Oh, you'd be you'd be great in the pub. You'd be you'd be great in in this venue." And I was like, "Oh yeah, that'd be great. Well, definitely, here's my business card. Like we could we could have a chat. That that would be great." Um, and I got very lucky because I know that a lot of people and a lot of the time when you do that approach, the whole, "Oh, here's my card. Give me a ring, and we'll we'll get something sorted." Um, you, you lose a gig like that. Uh, for the most part, because I didn't get their information. I knew I knew the venues, but I didn't get their information and I didn't have a clear plan of follow-up. So I kind of put it out there as like, right, yeah, you contact me. And thankfully, within the week they did, uh, and I went in for a meeting and they kind of just said, right, we would love to get you in uh, for a couple of nights, um, sort of just to like come and perform and stuff. And then that, that, was, that was pretty much it. I mean, it was not really an incredibly interesting story. It's like I just performed at a live event and somebody thought, oh, that would be great in my venue. And then they, they just brought me in. So there's a lot of lessons there, but I kind of just want to flip this around. How did you get your residency? Well, it was an um, interesting one. I A few years ago, I always, I think, what has it been, like two years, two and a half years being at my residency now, something like that. And, um, and that's at Houdini's Magic Bar. Best place on earth. I love it. And, um, and I always looked... Uh, entertainers in general and I was like how have you got in with a venue and I was very nervous so I didn't want to go and approach and I didn't want a message because I, I didn't know the way of how to do it I was I was kind of scared and, and I guess it was that fear of rejection of what would happen so I saw that they were advertising in the paper for magicians and there was still that little bit of fear so I was like oh, I, I, I'm not going to get it I'll just leave it my auntie then messaged me and um she said you should apply, and I was like, oh, I, I kind of got it now. So I applied, sent off an email, and they said, "Brilliant! When can you come in for an audition? We're auditioning magicians on the next few days." And I uh, scheduled a time in, went up, done my audition. A few things went wrong, and I left. And I was like, "Well, I've not got that." And the uh, the owner of the bar, Sam, phoned me up, and he said, "Look, I'm really sorry to make this phone call." Um, Obviously, it might not be what you're expecting, but you're going to have to give up uh, a lot of your days because you're working for us. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. How to change the mood. So like, oh, um, and it, it literally just came from that. And since I got that, I've realized you don't need to be scared of the failure. Um, and just literally before coronavirus, I was in the process of hopefully getting another residency. But it was in a restaurant and the way I'm looking at it now, I'm like, well, who wants a guy kind of chucking their hands over their foods at the moment? So who knows how that's going to go? But that was just it for me. It, it just kind of came out, I guess, out of the blue. Like, do you think that's where the best residencies come from? The ones that you don't actively seek, but the ones where they just appear and happen? Is it because people want you so it's better rather than you want them? It's a good thought. It's a really good thought. And I I would probably say that, I mean, 
with that said, I mean, I've got two residencies at the minute, and they're they're both joint um, pubs in the in the same town, and and the kind of management is connected, although different. Um, they kind of work together and stuff. So once I got into one, I, I was I was basically I got two for the price of one. That's what I'm saying. I got two residencies for the for the price of one, and um, because they sought me out, they they knew they kind of knew me already. That we spoken over the years and stuff and they were aware that i'd performed and stuff and when they when they approached me they they were heart set they like they weren't just mindset oh you'd be great in our venue they were heart set they knew that i was a good fit because they knew me and i think that's an important level like actually being able to uh, have these people come to you there's something there's something in that definitely i i don't know it's hard it's really i've not even thought about that I would say that, yeah, there is a value in having people approach you to be a resident performer because they they seek you out because they already know the value and they've sold themselves already. So you don't have to worry about selling yourself or pitching yourself into their venue f- to do whatever it is that you do. Uh, and, and it kind of just comes naturally. Um, but I, w- I would definitely wouldn't say just sit on your ass and keep performing at events and hope for the best. If you want a residency the best thing for you to do now is to at least start approaching venues to try and to try and work with that because not only then are you actively seeking something out um and applying for the like i say applying it's not it's not an audition process like it was for you um but when you actually start uh, approaching these venues and, and try and get this when you try and get these uh, people on board yeah even if you get denied or like declined or whatever you you don't end up locking in that residency and you don't end up getting there. You've still got that experience of working with a venue. So again, ask them the questions if it doesn't work. Like, oh, is there a reason why uh, that you don't think that I'd be able to insert benefit, insert benefit, insert benefit, insert benefit. Like, that's it. You've got to be benefit driven because otherwise they're going to be like, oh, no, you're just costing us money for no reason. Yeah. Um, you know, I think now is, that- is the best time to actually look in your area and start looking at the venues and start looking at their reviews, looking at the photos, see how the room looks and start thinking, I'd like to perform there. I would like to perform there each week, each month and start researching. It's the best thing you can do because when you go to them, now you've got all this background knowledge. You can say, I know you do this so I can do this. I know you do this so I can provide this and I can do this for your guests because you've done your research. Take your time. And, um, and yeah, you know, putting that together and like you say, working out your benefits. What can you offer a restaurant? What can you offer uh, a bar or, or any other place where you might want to perform? Make a list. Yeah, just talking about benefits there, actually. Um, again, it, it's slightly different but on the same topic. Um, what would you say the benefits of having a residency are? Say three benefits from your end. Confidence, a place to fail. So I'm going to say that's immediately one. Number one for me. Number two, literally getting more gigs, constantly getting prospects. Uh, And number three, a place to test out new material. So I've got a place to obviously fail, a place to get more business and a place to try new things because there's nothing worse than getting paid a thousand pounds for someone's big extravagant event and uh, thinking yeah today's a tray i try that reverse diagonal palm shift for my billet routine oh god no oh what happens if that goes wrong you know try it at a place you're more comfortable with where i guess it does i mean obviously it matters if you're wrong but 
it matters less because in in that sort of environment in a residency it's all about having fun having a laugh make sure they're okay and for me i feel it's it's more important that the things go right in a in an event where people are expecting the tricks to work in a residency they're expecting you just to entertain the guests so in that aspect it doesn't really matter whether it goes wrong and you know the fascinating point i want to bring up i remember when i was younger uh, about 18 years old i remember sitting around with some very well-known magicians in the magic circle and they said to me never get a residency in a bar or a pub you'll get no work out of it it's a waste of time you have two residencies in bars and i have a residency in a bar and I'm pretty adamant. I get a hell of a lot more work from that than a lot of people that work in restaurants. And I would personally rather be stuck in a spit and sawdust, proper out and weird, grimy pub than an upmarket restaurant. Why? Because everyone there doesn't feel like they need to put on like, ooh, look who I am. They're just there. They're just chilled. They want to have a laugh. They're with their mates and they just want to get on with it as opposed to another venue where it's all just like posh and fancy, which is fun, but they're putting on an act some of the time. Yeah, I get that. It's kind of a... It depends where you want to go, really. I mean, you're, you're right. I've got two, two bar residencies, like pub residencies. You've got a, a bar residency yourself, and we both get a, a lot of work out of it. And what I find is actually really interesting... Um, again, we'll talk about using residencies in a, a later episode, but just to throw it out there now, that not only do we get gigs from meeting people in these residencies but i sell a a lot of tickets to my shows at these events like i will go in i will happily go in when i when you work with a venue that's so good to you and they're so supportive of you and your work and stuff that you can go in for an extra night and just just to promote your show i mean like just oh just do you mind if i come in like just promote my show i mean my residency says i mean you won't get it with everywhere it's worth throwing that out there now you won't get it with every residency that they're so happy they're happy enough for you to go in and promote your show at another residency. So drive essentially driving business away from them for a night. Um, I just but they're so supportive of that, and that's the most important thing to look out for for a residency. Don't just aim for like look around and and find the places that you want to go for, but also have a look around and and meet the people that are both in there and actually there like go to these places have a meal at these places if you need to if go and actually have a drink in these bars go and actually experience what it is what's that atmosphere like so then when you're pitching or when you're approaching that venue you know what the atmosphere is like on a uh, do this on several nights as well actually this is probably a good thing if you're if you're really up for going out and really working your your pitch and getting ready to actually go and and book this residency go on a couple of different nights go on a midweek night go on a go on a weekend go on a friday saturday a tuesday like go on the weird nights as well and just see what it's like and get a feel for that venue because then you're able to literally say right this is the atmosphere of your of your bar this is how many people you usually get in roughly if i told you that i could double these numbers or i could i could do whatever it is that you want like benefit driven of course which we'll, we'll talk about countless times over the podcasts but Providing you can do that and do that research, you know who you want to work with, where you want to work, and how you want to work as well. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, yeah, a, a hell of a lot. And the other thing which you say in regards to benefit-driven, like like I said, people need to start making a list now 
of every single benefit you can you can take to a venue and i don't think it's fair that i mean we could very easily share the benefits but the tsm way is all about deeper levels of thinking you're not me you're not aiden you are you you're going to come with your own benefits and you're going to be able to do things better than I can or better than Aiden can. And they're the things that you need to say to that venue. Because when you find that unique thing which you can do better than anyone else, then you are going to stand out for that venue. And when every other Tom, Dick and Harry comes along to apply to that place, they're going to be like, well, that's all great, but you can't do what this guy does. So that's when you're going to get booked as well. And it goes back to being unique and white mentalism, finding your little, little thing. Um, but yeah, obviously, a, oh, I can see you want to make a point. Yeah, just, sorry, just, just to jump in there, it's um, obviously being unique and, and everything, that's a huge part of it. And again, providing you know your benefits, like what can you do? To, again, it's the same with anything. You, you know what you can do to an event. You know what you can do for, not in a stage, you know what you could do for this residency. Don't think narrow-mindedly and don't just stick inside your own head. Don't Don't get that ego-driven. Don't inject yourself with an ego shot like that's not what you want to do you don't want to approach these venues saying that i can do this and this and this and this this sure this is the just the starting point of what it is that you can do now apply it to the venue tell them what you why that's a good thing for them and what it means for them what are they going to see on the other side of that so don't just say like i can i can make people go crazy and shouting and screaming and make attention and then draw loads of people in to the thing like really think about what it is that you can do, uh, what's your edge, what's your unique element, What? how you can apply that to that venue. And again, it's going to change between venues, it's going to change between atmospheres at, at different bars or different restaurants, and, and, and all the residencies are different. So you're, this is ever going to change. This is always going to change. Unique, how that applies, and what that means for them. They're, that's kind of the, the key thing you need to get inside your own head when you're actually approaching these venues. Yeah. And, you know, the um, the other thing that I want to add on, when you go and approach a venue, there's many different ways you can go in and say, look, these are my prices. But what what I settled upon on, um, on one venue in particular, I went and done a free night for them. Like, it wasn't that far out of the way. And, like, I, I really wanted it. So I didn't mind giving my time for free. It was on a day that I didn't usually work. So... We agreed just to do an hour and see how it went. Do you think it, again, this is again another off the cuff thing. Do you think we should try and put like literally just a few points together, like a, a, almost like an actionable step-by-step process on? Oh, yeah, I, I think. On getting ready. Do you think we could do that? Yeah. I mean, I know. I think like, everyone listening this, to but... this now, oh, uh, quite like an hour three PDF, which uh, www.thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash free, 10 tips to improve your mentalism brilliant pdf you can download there um but yeah another free pdf i think it'll really help people because yeah listening to this podcast but we have myself and aiden have so much gold to give in regards to this and it's hard to fit it all into a 20 minute episode of obviously like aiden said a great idea as we progress a little bit more maybe we can start talking about things of of what to do once you're in the residency to get more work but yeah as, as i was saying like if you put something together for three just a free hour but then, like I done, I stayed for two or three. Giving them more shows I don't care about the money. All I care about is smiles and faces. And that goes miles. Uh, do that. And um, the other benefit as well, because I can, I can probably predict that there's some people now going, oh, I'd never give my time for free. 
then you're, you're stupid. Sorry. But the reason I say that as well, go into the venue, do it for free, because if you're not in some sort of contract, you've got no fee to, to you know, stay or whatever, if you don't like it, you can literally turn around to them and say, look, I don't think it's for me, but I do know this other entertainer. Because not every residency is going to be for you. You might not be able to cope with the, the fast service of the food. You might not like the clientele. I, I don't know. So it needs to be right for you and it needs to be right for the venue. And that's a that's an important thing. And it's, it's what I don't hear a, a lot of uh, entertainers talking about, talking about whether the venue is, is right for them. Yeah, it's a huge important point. I mean, whenever you look at how to get a residency, all of these videos, all of these ideas, they'll all tell you the process or the the, the what to do's uh, to, to make yourself look good and to, to get in there and, and how to sell yourself from the benefits and the transformations and all of that kind of stuff. But very little actually ask you to think about, is this right for you? I mean, a younger performer might not get the same benefits as uh, like working in a spit and sawdust pub that an experienced like pro that's been doing it for a long time that wants to get into a residency and wants to settle down with an actual place that they can routinely go to i mean it's all about finding what works for you and then the process is much easier because if you know where you're coming from and you know what you want out of the residency and you've done your research and you know what residencies would you would like, like what venues and what specifically would work for you. And then you can explain to them how what you want connects with what they want, which connects with their venue. Like if you can tie all of this stuff up, you, you're only going to you're only going to win. But just don't be afraid to 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 scrap an idea. I mean, I, I read in a, a book the other day that uh, I've actually realised that Google, on their project, they have a natural inbuilt 40% failure rate. So that means essentially 40% of their projects, I mean, Google is always launching new projects every single day, every hour, there's new stuff coming out with Google and new ideas and everything. They're okay to kill 40% of those projects if they're not working or they're not getting as many results or they're not getting the the same like level of degree failure in that case is okay and it's something that we spoke about on the um the episode where we spoke about failure it's okay to fail it's okay to to sort of not think something's going to work well for you so put it at bay so don't be afraid to to go through this process and then think meh i don't i don't think that works so just learn from that as well yeah that's it and you know when you when you find something you like or when you learn from your mistakes and and that then it's brilliant i mean I, I genuinely love where I perform and there's performers out there who don't. They do it just for the money and that's when you start to lose a passion and then your hobby, your the thing you like becomes the job. So the other thing that I want to say as well is um, Houdini's is, a, is an interesting place. Like the type of people we get in range from students to very high-end clients with a lot of money, which is obviously great for getting gigs. So it's not just a mixture of close-up I'm doing. We also do a little mini performance to people. And I, I don't see that at many other venues. So, you know, you need to think outside of the box when you package a deal to people. It goes back to what I said. What can you do differently that no other performer is doing which will make you stand out when going in and and trying to uh, trying to get your deal tied up. Yeah, exactly that, exactly that. It's, it's something so valuable. It's something so important 
that uh, at, at the end of the day, you've got to take your own approach, find out where it is that you stand and, and go from there. And again, we'll, we'll talk loads about how to actually use a residency in, in, in the coming months, I'm sure, how to get the most out of it. But I think that's, that's a lot of good a lot of good information there is there is there anything else that you want to add in no i mean obviously if you guys have questions in regards to that myself and aiden are more than happy to help out literally if you are planning to get a residency if you have a residency we'd love to know your thoughts we'd love to know what you're good at what you struggle with literally just leave a comment on facebook instagram uh, twitter or youtube uh, we'd honestly love to hear your thoughts and yeah, then we can help you out. If you've got any questions, let us know. Leave a comment on a post and um, we'd, we'd be more than happy to chat and um, and share our, our, our things, which we're good at. Um, as always, don't forget to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast provider and we will see you next week where it's another interesting one talking about Aidan's favourite, how to get a stage show. So until next week, stay safe and take care, guys. Goodbye. And check the show notes. Check the show notes. For the free PDF. See ya. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magicians Business Group and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you straight there or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magicians Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz, and we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum and we'll send you all of the details.